Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Desiree DeBois, founder of An Empowered Woman and Let's Thought Success. And what we do is we support women that are starting, fixing, and building their businesses who are radio shows, TV shows, mastermind seminars, and awesome live events. Now, as business people, even if as humans negotiating their way uh, from whether it's your family, um, with your partner or your kids or negotiating something at the store with our business partner, or whether it's your employees. Almost every day we wind up negotiating. And believe it or not, we don't realize that there is something that we do. So I'm going to share an article, some points from the article written by Jeff Hayden, who is a contributing editor for Inc. Magazine. And he has 11 ways to negotiate better with anybody else, especially if you hate to negotiate. Um, and one of the things that he points out is that negotiation is actually communication. It's just being able to communicate with people in a way. And if your heart is set on a win-win, it'll be a lot easier and much more successful. So one of the things he says, the first thing is to shallow your fears and then make the first bid. Now, people usually hate to go first, mainly because we, they think that they quote a price um, that and the person accepts it and they have to have gotten more and they wind up leaving money on the table. Whereas in reality, um, you know, negotiations are worked with anchors. So if you negotiate, if you start with a price, as a buyer, go high, um, go low rather, and then be able to work your way up. And know that the seller is going to go high so that he can work his way down with hopes that you find a happy medium. So, you know, if you really just try to let the other person make their first price, it's the first offer. If you have anything first offer, at least you have an idea of whether, again, maybe they even lower. I had that instance happen to me where um, someone was initiating a pay structure, and traditionally you tell people what you're going to pay, and I asked her what was she looking for. And she was looking for $5 less than what I had been paying this previous person in the same position. So it gave you the option of either accepting her offer, which means that she felt that she had won and there was no negotiation, and she said, look, happy that I didn't try to do it down, or I could have utilized that, um, gave her, I used the $5 extra as an incentive but when she was with us for 30 days, and we automatically raised it to that. So, you know, let the person go first, and uh, that gives you an idea, and also sets, again, sets the anchor for where you're going to be, because anchors matter. Another thing that uh, he says is use the silence to your advantage. Now, most of us talk a lot when we're nervous and we talk a lot when we talk a lot, we miss a lot. So I think the perfect example of that was in that movie Joy, where she was negotiating with the guy and she would just say something and silence. And then he responded with something and so silence. He, he upped his offer and responded again. And she was so silent until he reached something that she thought was negotiable or that was workable and then she responded. So, you know, do not be afraid to be quiet and in that silent time, they will keep trying to, just because of the uneasiness, silence from most people, they will uh, try to continue talking to tell you why they need to sell or why they need to do this or why they need that. So it gives you more information and actually more ammunition to be able to counter, um, counter whatever they're negotiating. So be quiet and they'll tell you what they really want. Third thing is definitely plan for the worst, but always expect the best. So, you know, when you go in, high expectations typically lead to high outcomes. So, you know, go in as soon as you can get what you want. And while you should definitely have a bottom line, you know, um, walk away if for some reason you don't 
get it. But because you'll never get what you want if you don't ask for what you want. So always ask for what you want. And then be prepared in your mind even for a plan B. But do not, you know, go in any negotiations on that it's that one and only time. Sometimes you can come back to it. Sometimes you can think about it. So just, you know, just don't go in for the best. And so if you're going to get to what you want and then work towards that. Um, never set a range. You know, if you say something between like 5000 and 10000 well, in that person's mind, 5000 is an option. And you're going to always go towards that option. You know, so always go for, again, what you price is just 10000 you know, even though you know in your mind that you can go down, but at least that way, again, if they negotiate you down, you know where your benchmark is, they feel that they've got an advantage, and it can, you can create a win-win much easier. So, you know, you be specific. You know, be, don't be afraid to get to say exactly what you want and then get the response and take some data. Do not set a range, especially, you know, if it's, you know, thousands of dollars, if it's a matter of 20 or $30, you know, that doesn't, you know, again, that may not matter, but again, if you're looking at negotiating a payroll and five dollars more over time, you know, an hour could actually going to be a lot. So be as specific as you can. And try to never negotiate alone. So, you know, even when you know that you have the final word, you are the person with the final word, um, have the option of being able to study to talk it over with a few people first. Either my partner, my husband, on my board. You know, um, people don't know, but it just gives you some time to think about it, to perhaps evaluate it, perhaps shop around. You know, I do that a lot, and then people are used to that. And then people go into sales objections that I need to talk it over with somebody because they know that at that time that people get you, you know, shop around, find something else that may be even better and more, you know, more appropriate. So don't be afraid to say that. Don't be afraid even, I as I said, coming in that I just want the information. And then I'll need to consult with my partners and my associates before, um, before making the final decision. That way, again, I'm setting the person up to know that, um, you know, that they may or may not get an answer about that. And, again, even if your partner is you, yourself, and I, again, just give your people, don't be afraid to take the time. Don't feel desperate. you got to say something now. Um, to, you can just go to your car. Once I've gone to my car and I've done it on my iPhone and I check some things around, and I've thought about it. So don't feel ever pressured that you're going to make decisions you don't want to make it. Um, next is use time for your advantage. You know, the, um, you know, even though you may hate everything about negotiating, never wrap in this, never try to wrap it up as fast as possible just to be done with it. Hate sometimes, you know, results in negotiation waste. And then again, sometimes, you know, you want that time would be to your advantage. Uh, most people don't want to lose, you know, a bird in the hand, so to speak. So if they feel you're going to walk away, are you going to take more time and they'll come back or they'll be quicker to negotiate something just before um, they lose you? And many times, even as a person myself, if I know that um, I'm trying to sell something and I really just want to get rid of it, and I may take less of it, that doesn't matter, I still have to be dealing with it because my time is not worth that. So if it's to save $100 or $200, and they say, okay, now for me to relist this or to initiate a conversation with somebody else about it, and they need to be still involved with it. I still have it on my to-do list. And my plate is worth it for me to get it off, get it off my list. And so I am willing to negotiate or just to get rid of it or to be more amenable um, just so I don't lose that buyer. So as you as a buyer, don't ever be afraid to waste some time and a person may 
and be more uh, negotiability they think or than you think, or as a negotiator, as a seller, um, don't let something walk away if somebody can be off the table. So, you know, number eight is ignore bold and emotional statements. You know, we all know some personalities that will come in and say, I'm not going to pay a dollar more, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And there's kind of a couple of personalities on this TV right now that exercises that practice, I won't name any names, but anyway, we, there are personalities that come off like that, and sometimes it's a purpose just to bully you or to intimidate you or to kind of just, you know, get you to concede quickly. Um, don't let that, don't respond to that. Just listen, let them do their thing, let them yeah. rant, let them say all the reasons why you should be doing business with them and so forth, and then make your decision. So that's a decision that you want to, not an emotional reaction. You know, don't feel pressured. So again, if you have to walk away for a few moments, if you have to say you have to consult with somebody for a few moments, whatever it is just to get out of feeling that you're making an emotional decision that you will regret later because many times we all have been guilty of doing that. And then why not try to take it back and sometimes we can or return it or it's more trouble than it's worth. So do not, you know, ignore the bold, broad threat of statements that um, sometimes can pressure you into making decisions. And then give number nine is give the other side some room. I mean, you naturally feel defensive when you're being trapped, so so is the other side. So, you know, if you push too hard and try to take away every option on the other side, then you have no choice but to walk away. And you want to do that. But again, it brings us back to square one again. So try to think about both parties. There's two parties. There's a win-win. So it's not just about you winning the day, but just try to think about that so that um, you don't have someone leaving you feeling that they were gotten beaten up or gotten, you know, they, were, they got a bad deal. You don't want that. Uh, you should also, number 10, is you should also, you shouldn't see a negotiation as a competition. It's not a game of winning or losing. You know, both the best negotiations, like I said, these both people feeling that they receive something of value, that it's a win-win. So don't be useless and, you know, don't be, um, don't, you know, just try to take as much as you possibly can and feel that that's, it's their problem. They, you know, something's not, you know, not doing uh, in good repair or something's going to be a problem later. And just don't negotiate that way because sometimes it will come and can come back around to haunt you. And number 11 is start a valuable relationship. That's my point. You I mean, don't look at this last person because you never know when you're going to see another person and to that person again or karma. If you believe in karma, that's what karma is. So always try to be the one and have them just as happy to have done business with you as you are happy to do business with them. And there's many, many ways to do that. And again, for example, if you have to um, go lower in price, perhaps there's some other benefits you can ask for. Maybe more time or maybe some special programs or bonuses. If you have to go higher, then you or the other person wants to be able to say, hey, maybe you can give them some negotiation room of these terms or some things you throw in, some bonuses, just to get to sweeten the deal so that everybody really feels that they have gotten back plus more. Because, um, you know, my hairstyle shared uh, incident with me that um, when she had her son in high school, there were some people who were really, really, really mean and bullied him and bullied her, actually, to the point where she took him out of one of the programs in the high school. And so years later, he's now 24 and off in college, she was in a nail shop and she recognized one of the ladies. And she said out loud, where everybody could hear, to this woman who was a uh, renowned realtor in the community, little did she know, but 
um, said, you know, I remember you, and you were really mean to me, and you were really bullying my son, and, you know, she talked about all the different incidents out loud. She wasn't being mean, she wasn't yelling, but she was just with the anger and the frustration came back into her, and she was in her classy way. She communicated this woman, but again, everybody could hear her in the shop, and the woman kept me nine and nine and explaining, and she started explaining, and then she started saying to the stars, says, you know, you made my life miserable, you know, and you, to the point where I had to take my son out of the program and made his life miserable and things like that, and I'll never, ever, ever forget it. And at the end, the woman apologized for future, gave her a business card, not what she's going to do this with her, but, you know, you never know where you're going to meet that person that you take advantage of, and they don't forget. Sometimes they don't forget. So just in the spirit of being an empowered woman, an empowered person, and being a good business person, remember to negotiate a win-win every time. This has been Desiree. I hope I gave you some food for thought. Have a fantastic weekend. Until we meet again, stay empowered. <laughs>